Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Wednesday morning. Hope everybody slept well last night and ready to get this day a humping and a jumping and going in the right direction. And uh, so glad you could get up this early and join me for this morning's devotions. All right, my friends, who we got watching this morning? We got Miss Tracy Little, Kelly Jeanette Swift. Karen Smith, Brandy Boyd Young, Miss Amy Oaks Turner, Darlene Barker. So I'm glad all the cool kids could be here this morning. But uh, I uh, see there's a lot more than that watching, but that's just all the names that I see. So if I didn't call your name, it's only because I didn't see it. So, all right, my friends, at this time, let's do our morning Pledge of Allegiance here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path will hide its words in my heart, that I might not sin against God. Alrighty, praise the Lord. We get to do those wonderful devo uh, devotions, <laughs> pledges each morning. Hello, Daryl Bailey and Terry Hutchison, Mike Hensley. Appreciate you gentlemen for joining me this morning. Well, of course, it's uh, time for morning uh, <laughs> Mad Matt's uh, uh, news and comment you know, I always do that before I do the devotions and uh, you know it's it's amazing how uh, we have these illegal immigrants coming across the border and uh, the fact they're breaking the law they you know the, they know there's no consequences and my point is they were showing them doing taking selfies all right getting brand new cell phones uh, I think they said Louis Vuitton bags or something like somebody said I don't know if it's actually true or not or uh, and how they're being rewarded for breaking the law and uh, it's uh, like, uh, the crime rate is going to skyrocket and I told y'all yesterday our infrastructure is going to collapse there's just there's no way we can handle the influx of this invasion coming across the border but, you know, yeah, then yesterday, the really big news story was uh, the shooting uh, by this uh, African-American man uh, in New York on the subway. They were talking about how uh, now that COVID seems to be dying down, uh, people are just now starting to ride the subway again. And then this happens. And from what I understand, they still haven't caught the guy. And, uh, of course, you know, this is going to spark the gun debate. And as I said the other day, this is not a gun issue. This is a heart issue. This is just evil incarnate that we're seeing in the lack of uh, morality, the lack of God, the lack of ethics, the lack of integrity uh, that we're seeing in the world today. And uh, sadly, these things are going to increase. And don't feel like just because you're in Upper East Tennessee that you're isolated from these types of incidences. And I mean, I don't say that to spark fear and worry and concern. It's just you need to realize that, you know, we're, we're not in a bubble here, that these kind of things can happen anywhere at any time. And uh, all we can do is pray for the safety of our family and friends uh, and uh, be aware, be aware of your surroundings, what's going on. I'm not saying to play hero. I think like what somebody told me a long time ago, said a hero is just a sandwich. You know, uh, it is, um, you know, uh, 
that's one thing I told my daughter, you know, not to be on the phone when she's out in public, to be aware of your surroundings. I think that's what a lot of us need to do, just be aware of what's going on. Somebody's acting sketchy, you know, we just need to keep an eye on these kind of things. But the main, the main heart of it is, and this kind of goes back to my question on social media of the day, is why is there a lack of concern or a lack of um, uh, response or interest in church anymore? And uh, seeing the responses there, you know, we see all these excuses why people don't want to attend church anymore and why it's no longer important to them. And, of course, a lot of it is the very thing I'm talking about this morning. They don't like the discussion of politics or current events, but I think it's relevant, and I think I've proven that time and again how it usually nine times out of ten ties into the morning devotion. And uh, and I think that we're in the last days. We're seeing this great falling away. We're seeing this weeding out of the wheat and the tares. You know, the Christian walk is not an easy one. It's tough. It's difficult. It's hard. Uh, the devil attacks. He uh, oppresses. Uh, you know, uh, Easter week in particular, it seems like the devil wants to pour out uh, more uh, uh, attacks uh, than ever, it seems like. Uh, you know, we got so much going on, and that's when he wants to start kicking below the belt, if you will. Uh, but the thing of it is, we've got to stay true. We've got to stay the course. We've got to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. So let's, let's look at our verse of discussion this morning, if we, if we may. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. In fact, uh, because the slide doesn't have um, the full verse here, uh, let's see here. Let me go ahead and, and bring this up so I can go ahead and read the full verse in its context in comparison to the slide I'm about to pull up. Okay, yeah, here we go. Let me go ahead. And again, I'm reading an English Standard Version. And uh, here we go. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Uh, and we... All with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed to the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is in who is the Spirit. I apologize for my lack of reading. You know, and with that, see, you know, a lot of times I read out an English Standard Version, and let's just see in comparison how this is, you know, with the King James Version. And I have no problem with the King James. I just generally read out of English Standard just because it's uh, for our purposes of study, as I've told you before, just because I think it's easier uh, to understand. Uh, but on Sunday mornings, you know, I always do the, the King James. But 2 Corinthians 3, 18 um, in King James says, But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. You know, and that's why I like I like the King James too, because um, even though the English Standard Version has a, an easier understanding, uh, there's I like the King James the way it's worded sometimes. A lot of these verses and a lot of verses I've memorized are King James, and so sometimes I'll be honest with you when I'm reading out of a different translation, it's like, wait a minute, that don't seem right, <laughs> you know, because I'm so used to uh, remembering it. Uh, in the King James context. So, what does this mean? What What is the purpose of this verse? Well, uh, I guess kind of, kind of a historical background, if you will. Uh, Paul is referencing back to Exodus, and what he's talking about is um, and it's showing the, the proper understanding uh, of the uh, hermeneutics involved in it. So, we have to understand how it applied to the original audience, how it's applicable to today, uh, to us uh, as Christians. But Paul's referring back to Exodus, and it's at the time when uh, Moses was talking to God, and the glory of God had had where he had viewed that had uh, Moses' face was so uh, 
bright. It cannot be looked upon. And he had to actually wear a veil. And particularly because of the sins of the Israelites, they couldn't look at Moses. And that's why he had to keep his face covered. And likewise, uh, as we see how that, how Paul's referencing that, and how he's making it applicable for Christians, is the fact that we as Christians, uh, we can, we no longer, there's no longer a veil, if you will, uh, between us and God. As Christians, we have direct contact between us and Jesus Christ. We come and stand before His very glory and talk to Him each and every day. You know, we uh, before we come to know Jesus Christ, we are living in sin and uh, we are headed to hell. And when we come to know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, it's beyond just changing the old you. It is a, you become a new person in Christ Jesus, a new creation. The old you has been nailed to the cross. You have been transformed, if you will, as, as we were showing on the slide here, you've been transformed by the renewing of your mind, the renewing of your spirit. Uh, you know, when you look into a mirror, you see uh, things that need to be changed. When I look in the mirror, I see you reminded how fat I am. <laughs> And want to change that, and uh, yet I like the the drive and the desire to do so. You know, it's like I have the mindset I want to do good today, and then uh, what do I do? I end up grabbing a, a, a donut or something I shouldn't be eating, or just overeating in general, and uh, thinking, "Well, messed up day. I'll try better tomorrow." And just never happens. But the point is, when we come to know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, that's when that process of sanctification, redemption, glorification, when all that begins uh, as Christians, that transformation to become more Christ-like each and every day. That's why I tell people, invite those individuals to church. You know, I don't care if they're LGBTQ. I don't care if they're the hardcore biker. I don't care who they are, what they are, where they come from. Invite them to church. Tell them about Jesus Christ. It's not up to you to change them. But when they come to know, when their ears are open, when their minds are, are set free and their hearts uh, become receptive to the word, that's when transformation begins. That's when that change begins. And that's when they become that new creation of Christ Jesus. And God will change them in the direction that they need to go in. And that's what you need to keep in mind. But it, it takes us every day to understand that we need to come before Christ in prayer each and every day, that we need to stand before God in prayer and in, in spending that time in the Word each and every day so that we come closer to Christ uh, with each passing moment. We need that uh, process of growth. Uh, you know, and I know I've been kind of a stickler on that uh, in, in past teachings and, and, and messages and sermons that uh, there is that uh, stagnate, stagnant, uh, the, the apathy, uh, the complacency, uh, the lack of growth uh, within the Christian community. Uh, and that's sad and, and it's not good. And again, that's why we're seeing uh, falling away from the church uh, because of that complacency uh, within uh, so many Christians who are lukewarm. They're no longer on fire for the things of Jesus Christ. Uh, they want to play partly in the world and partly with God. And what does God's word say in the, in the last days of the church of Laodicea? He will spew them out of his mouth. Where do they get that from? You know, we, we hear that oftentimes. Where does that come from? When, when you look at the uh, historical aspects of the aqueducts that ran from the countryside into the cities of Rome, the aqueduct was so long and so far that the fresh water that flowed from the, the, the uh, out, outer edges, if you will, of the city uh, the time it got to Rome, 
it was lukewarm. It was disgusting. It was repulsive. It was not good for drinking. You, you would literally want to throw it up out of your mouth. That's where we're getting that from. It's that lukewarmness, if you will. God is going to spew that out of his mouth. We don't want to be lukewarm. We want to be on fire. We want to be excited. We understand that veil has been removed. We now get to stand in the presence of God. That should spur you on. That should excite you to know that you can strive to be more like Christ each and every day, that you want to be more in the likeness of him. Yes, the sins of our uh, what we do will beat you down. The devil will remind you of your past. Uh, it's easy to beat yourself up when you think about how you mess up. You know, every day I screw up. I mess up. The devil attacks and tempts and does all these things. And when I mess up, I'm like, God, I am not worthy. I am so unworthy to preach your word. I'm so unworthy to be a pastor. I'm so unworthy to be a Christian. I'm so unworthy to be a child of God. And guess what? I am. But through Jesus Christ, through his love, through his redemption, through his transformation, he makes me worthy. He makes you worthy. So don't let the devil beat you down. Don't let the devil feel like you're not good enough because you are a child of God. You are a king's kid. Be excited. Be on fire. Be, know that you were chosen. That you were adopted into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And that should excite you every day. That ex should excite you and make you want more of Jesus every day to be in the word, to be in prayer, to want to share the gospel, to be so excited you want to scream it from the mountaintops that Jesus Christ is Lord. You know, we are reminded on this Easter season uh, what the great sacrifice, the, the atoning work of Christ on the cross. We need to be reminded of that each and every day, 365 days of the year, not just this week. So many churches are filled just at Easter time. Uh, and, and sadly, only Easter and Christmas is when churches want to be filled. And they should be filled every single Sunday because you want more of the Lord. You're not satisfied. Many times in my life, I've not been satisfied with the jobs that I've had or my uh, whatever it is I was pursuing. And, uh, and, I, and, and I would, and that's one of the reasons why I've had a million jobs, embarrassingly as it is to say, because it just, it just wasn't satisfying. It wasn't filling. And that's the way it should be with our walk with Christian, with, with, Christ, that we're not satisfied with just having just enough, that we want more and more and more of the glory of God. We want more of that peace that surpasses all understanding. We want more of God's strength. We want more of God in our lives each and every day. So make sure that you're pursuing of that. Make sure that you understand that transformation. Make sure that you understand that you are a child of God. What a wonderful thing it is to know that God will never give up on you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You know, so many people in this world will let you down. But one thing's for sure, God will never let you down, and God will never hurt you. And you are never alone as a child of God. You know, I, I've talked about loneliness a lot of times um, before I met Brandy, and it's tough when you're a single person. And you can also be married and feel lonely, too. But one thing's for sure, when you got God, you're never alone. You can always come to Him for in prayer. And, uh, you know, sometimes I fall into the rut of, of praying maybe repetitively some of the same things I've, I've prayed, you know, each and every day. And a lot of times I'll be honest with you, it's things about, uh, you know, protecting my wife and kids and, uh, and uh, looking for discernment and understanding on how to lead the church where God wants me, those kind of things. And, uh, but just don't, don't forget that you just need to just talk to God. Just talk to God like you would uh, uh, any confidant uh, that you may have. Just talk to God. Tell him what's on your heart. Tell him what's on your mind. But don't neglect to thank him and praise him for his blessings, what he's done in your life, what he has given you. 
thank him for his forgiveness of sins and ask for forgiveness of sins. Every sin, intentional, unintentional, sins you're not even aware of, make sure you're asking for that forgiveness. But most importantly, make sure that you are talking to God each and every day. It's important. We have to have that, that right relationship with Jesus Christ in order to have that good, that right transformation, if you will. And again, to... to um, reinforce uh, what I'm saying here uh, to read this paragraph. The old me died in Christ at the cross of Calvary. When his blood paid the full price and penalty for my sins, it is the new baby life in Christ that was given to me when I first trusted him as Savior, that is to grow in grace. And the Holy Spirit in his grace is transforming and transfiguring my new nature day by day into, into the image and likeness of the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. So what a wonderful thing that we are that new creation. We have come into that um, um, image, that likeness of our Lord Jesus Christ. That, that's a wonderful thing to know. And that uh, we need to make sure that we're giving ourselves for his glory. Uh, pursuant of that each and every day. And I hope that you are. I hope that that's something that you're striving for and that you're trying for. Uh, we are, uh, you know, to not sound repetitive, I guess is what I'm looking for. Uh, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's nobody perfect in this world. Nobody. And um, uh, the devil wants to uh, remind you <laughs> how imperfect you are. But you get back in his face and tell him that you are a child of God that you are a warrior in God's army. And don't forget who you are. You're not the world's doormat. You stand up for what is right. You stand up for what is true. That's why God's word says, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, cling to what is Jesus Christ. You know, despite the, the evil and the, the, the demonic oppression of this world, you remember who you are in Christ Jesus. You stand for what is right. You know, that's one thing God's word says, we are to obey the government. I just noticed my picture of my me and my grandfather falling here. Uh, we, we, uh, told in scripture that we are to obey the laws of the land uh, until it's contrary to the things of God. And uh, even though we may have leaders we don't like and uh, government we don't like how it's ran, you know, as Christians we obey that law until it, is, it coincides, I'm sorry, it goes against rather uh, our convictions as Christians. Remember, I said convictions, the beliefs can be uh, relative, it can be uh, evolving or changing. But a conviction is stagnant. It doesn't change. But as our conviction as Christians, if it is impeding upon that, that's when we have to take a stand. See, that's why I speak so hardly against uh, the LGBTQ uh, push as a whole. And because it is oppressive and is pushing against Christianity. It flies in the face of what God's Word is telling us. That and many other things uh, that our government is doing uh, pushes against Christianity. And it's going to come to a point where they're going to try to shut up preachers because they don't want to hear the truth of the gospel. It, will be, it is deemed offensive. But guess what? The cross was offensive 2,000 years ago, and it's still offensive today. People are going to get offended, and they need to get offended so that they can see that they need conviction. They can see that they need Jesus. To see what they don't realize, they're missing out. That transformation only Jesus can give is what will touch their hearts and minds and will give them eternal life and give them something more, far more than this world could ever offer. Don't forget, don't neglect, don't take advantage of who you are as a child of God. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Help us to, to uh, come before you in your presence every day, to look intently at you, Lord Jesus, so that we will be transformed and we will be changed 
that we become anew. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be stronger, better Christians, to serve you with all of our heart and soul. Lord Jesus, help us to be a light in this dark world. Lord, is there anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you? Let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with all my brothers and sisters of Christ who are watching this morning. Please watch over, lead, guide, and protect them. Keep them safe and well as they're going out and coming in. Lord, be with our kids as they're going to school and work or play. Keep them safe and well. And, uh, Lord, there's been so many on social media offering uh, or asking for prayer, rather. And, Lord, all those I said I would pray for, you know those needs. And I pray that you will be done in each and every one of those situations. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with our sister in Christ, Miss Betty. That you bring healing upon her, Tony Peters, uh, Ron Thompson, uh, Larry and Donna Knight. And, uh, Lord, so many others, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, Lord, uh, and all those watching today, you know their hearts, minds, and needs as well. Lord, be with us, lead God, and protect us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, my friends, I do appreciate you all for tuning in and watching this morning. And uh, don't forget to tune back in at 7 o'clock this evening for our online Wednesday evening service. And I hope that you will join, join me and, uh, as we uh, jump into God's Word to see where He will lead and direct us. So I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, leave each, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.